visiting with our Shap of the Week. It's Aiden Kennard, biggest dude on the team. And when we talked to Connor Halverson, your fearless leader, when I asked him who was the most improved offensive lineman, he immediately, I mean, there was no pause in his voice. He went, Aiden Kennard. Not only did he tell me who it was, but he said, he's better here, he's better here, he's better here, he's better here. What is it like to have that kind of confidence from your leader on the offensive line to be able to know that he he has recognized all of your effort. It's really great to have someone that plays right next to me and knows that can trust me to do anything on the line next to him. And uh, me and him are iconic brothers, so I'm his right-hand man, I'm his. Of course, the trust is everything with that, and I, I love that Connor acknowledges what I've done. You work so hard to maintain a certain weight, and then you have to kind of make some decisions. And, you know, making that decision when you're in your 30s and 40s is one thing, but making a conscious decision when you're 16, 17 years old is completely different, especially when you're a football player. But what are some of the things that you did realizing, hey, I can be a decent football player by being the biggest, but I can be a very good football player if I change a couple of things. What was that process like? I knew I had to lose some weight to get faster. So this summer and during the off season, I lost a lot of weight, but then I gained it back as much as I could with muscle. And I did a whole lot more running than I did of lifting, but I still balanced it all out, got way stronger and everything. And I just ended up getting skinnier. So I want to make sure people understand this is that it has nothing to do with how much you actually weigh. It is how your body looks right. at a certain weight. Because I looked at you last year and I think, okay, here's a big guy, uh, but you were big and young. Now that you're a year older, you've managed to change the way your body looks. How do you feel different when you play football? I feel way faster. I can catch all the small guys now, which is great. And sometimes like I'm out in open field, catch a cornerback. That's the greatest feeling I've ever had athleticism is not lost on the offensive line. I think Connor and I talked about that. Of course, Blake and I talked about that a year before, just the amount of athleticism it takes to play that position. What are some of the things that you've learned over the course of time here working with Coach Murdoch the last three seasons and kind of putting yourself in a position to understand the game from the neck up versus what you had to do physically? You do have to be, I guess, quicker. Quickness is a huge fact in the offensive lineman. Knowledge of assignments also huge. You have to know everything. If you don't know where to be, then you're not going to get there. So, like, even if you are slow, you can still get there to the guy. If you know, if you know where right to be, you can just guess where he's going to be going. So that's a part of it. One of the things that we always talk about with offensive linemen, Matt Nader, 13 years ago, told me steps, feet. Right. Feet are the biggest thing. Tell us what that means now, 13 years later, after I you know, didn't even know that footwork had so much to do with being a good offensive lineman. If you can't move your feet, then you can't get to the guy, and you're going to get called for holding if you latch onto them. Feet is everything as an offensive lineman. If you don't have your feet, you have nothing else. When you put your helmet on on Friday nights, what are some of the things that you're thinking about to make sure that, that you are putting yourself in the best position to be successful? Well, I think about all the great things I've done with football, and then I also think about all the ill intentions that I've had in my body, and I love to bring them all out on field. You know, that's, uh, what is it, the schizophrenic nature of a football player. Yeah, that's what, that's not only a dodgeism, that's 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 a Coach Murdoch. You know, be the nicest human being, be respectful outside of the field. But the second you step on the field, flip that switch. One of the guys from previous years called it, you know, that's Mr. Nasty. And Mr. Nasty only comes out on, on Friday night. How do you manifest your nasty side. I've listened to a lot of hard music and I watched this uh, motivational video called Darkness. It's actually a really good one and then it uh, gets me rolling and then when I step on field I'm friends with nobody. You don't catch me as a guy that, that talks a whole lot. What are some of the things that, that you think about? You say you're friends with no one out there on the other side of the ball. Pre-snap, what are you thinking about down there? Um, this, I, I treat every play like it's my last because it could be. I think if I'm going to whip this guy as much as I possibly can, if I don't, I've failed. But every play, I think, like, I'm going to put you on your ass. You're not going to get past me. I think that's one thing that is unique 
from a Westlake football standpoint, talking to some of the defensive guys and obviously talking to Connor and some of the offensive guys, there's so much that they have to learn. You know, going back and forth and back and forth, trying to process everything week to week can be a little overwhelming. And I always talk about the intelligence of a Westlake football player and the buy-in that you have to have to play football at the level that, that you guys hope to play at. And I always think that that has something to do with how you approach school, how you approach the classroom, and how that transfers to the field house. What are some of the things that you've done to improve your mental game? Well, you got to be doing as much film study as you can as long as we're school. I probably watch as much film as I do as homework every night, so that's a part of it. And, of course, watching other football, see what other players do, and getting as much tips as the upper levels and other high schools. What offensive linemen do you kind of look at? I look at uh, Taylor Lewan's a huge one. I watch all his videos, and he does, like, this own podcast. He talks about a lot what he does and all that. And then I also look at uh, Shackelford, the center at UT. He has a lot of things that I see as an offensive lineman that are just great. That old adage, you know, people think, oh, the smartest guys on the football team are the offensive line. Well, it, that doesn't happen because it's not true. It, it, it actually is true. There's a, a collective intelligence that has to go on just for that line to succeed. And as I, I watch you watching film with the rest of your teammates, and you're watching last year's film, and you're picking things apart based on things that you did a year ago or things that your teammates that are no longer here did a year ago, what things are you hoping to catch? in film study that help you week to week? Well, I can see what mistakes they made, and I, I can learn from their mistakes so I don't make the same ones. You, mistakes are not bad. You just have to not have the same one again. So I look back at them. I look back at myself. I played a lot in that game that we were just watching, so I watched them myself there. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to do what I did there. I'm going to do better. Does being a little bit leaner and, and having kind of a different body type help you with recovering from a game because one of the things that people don't realize is that with the defensive line and the offensive line 55 plays run okay well that's 55 collisions big dude on a big dude (laughs) and I think that the physical nature of the way that coach Murdoch wants his offensive lines to play as a unit does take a toll do you find that you recover easier and quicker with this new body type well, yeah, since it's basically like two trucks hitting each other every time, and I guess when bigger trucks hit, it's harder. But when you're like when you're more when you have more muscle, it's way easier to recover. It's a whole lot easier than last year. Last year, I'd be sore for like two weeks. This year, I'm probably sore for like two days after the game. Who benches more on the offensive line? Do you have everybody? Uh, I think no, I don't. Manolo Bustamante. Manolo's another guy that looks completely different. And we talked to about Coach Dodge and how all of you are working together. Manolo's one of those guys that didn't even look like he could play on the offensive line a year ago, and now you know he comes in, and, and the biggest compliment to him, much like the special teams, we haven't really had a chance to talk about him right. all that much because the snaps have been true, everything's been in control, no matter who's behind center, he's, he's got that on lockdown. What are some of the things that, that you and Manolo communicate about, about your experiences and how you've helped him and how you've helped each other with new bodies and, and, right. and the new way you approach playing football? Manolo, before I guess the off season, he was he was just a sludge. He was not much. But after off season, he was he's basically the strongest offensive lineman. He squats more than everybody. He benches more than everyone. I guess he doesn't have to go that far because he's a little shorter. But that's there. He's also gotten way quicker from all the drilly drills, and it's really fun playing next to him because I know he's not going to mess up and he's going to be basically pushing that nose guard back like ten yards every play. I often think about Shapmaker and what it does for the skill position guys, the guys that are fast. I also start thinking about it of what must Shapmaker feel like at you know 250, 280, 
300 pounds. What's your experience and how does that get you prepared for the season? Well, so I feel like shot makers aren't fair to the big guys because, like, well, I, we got to do all these up downs. Y'all get up and up and down the field all the time. So it helps a lot because if you can lift your own body weight, you're going to be able to lift everybody else. It is harder, but we always get through it and we're usually more to team after. What was your go-to food? You know, what was the one thing that you know that you could eat every single day and, and not get tired of it? Probably peanut butter jelly. You can't get sick off those. Nothing else can happen to those. those are, that's the best food you can eat. See, that's my thing, man. Is that my, my thing is peanut butter, crunchy peanut butter with apples. We were watching the, the, the television broadcast the other night, and my wife looks up and she says, you know, Joe, you're, you're just a big dude. And I said, you know, that's probably why I like interviewing the offensive linemen so much because I relate to them in, in a way because I've always been 250 plus, you know, my adult life and moving this stuff around. And then when you start running fast, uh, the big guys are unassuming, Aiden. And I think a lot of people are somewhat pleasantly surprised when you find out that, that it takes a whole lot of athleticism to do what you guys do. And then there's the respect factor. And I think that's a big thing for the whole team because the offensive line are kind of forgotten about sometimes. The defensive line, you don't necessarily talk about them very much. But when I talk about football, that's where the game is won and lost. How is the respect factor from the rest of the roster when it comes to the offensive line? What's your perspective? Well, the offensive line, I feel like we're way more respected than we were last year because I guess we've come out, started better, very little sacks, stuff like that. I, we just get a whole lot less respecting receivers, quarterbacks, hell, even D-linemen. We're not even talked about unless we give up a sack or have a bad play. Like, oh, that offensive lineman did bad, but they don't see us, like, whipping people every play. Like, you should look at us. We're, there's a pancake every play by one of us at least. Piles on top of piles. Yeah. Explain that. Some, one person gets a guy on the ground. Oh, you see that pile? You go bring your guy over that one. Next guy comes over, and it's just a huge dog pile. And it's like they, the defensive linemen hate that linebacker. just can't get away from it. It's funny to think about how cerebral all of you are, yet it is some of the craziest conversations that go on. Nicknames, hard times. Take us through some of the, uh, I know now, uh, or at least let's say for broadcast uh, uh, purposes, take us through some of the uh, some of the nicknames and the, and the cherished chatter along the offensive right, line. So the offensive line, I guess, is the closest group on the team, so we're always going to be messing with each other. We hang the most out of the team. We're just, we have the best synergy, but uh, we always mess with two players, especially uh, Jack Griffin and Christian McWilliams. Uh, we mess with Jack because he, he's just a slug, so we, we started calling him Schlub lately because he's Schlub. And then Christian just acts like a grandma all the time. He, he brings stuff like grandma, dresses like a grandma, talks like one. It's just hilarious. So. Was he kind of like a get-off-my-lawn type of guy, yeah. or he's like everything makes he's him like, mad? No, he's like, oh, this is like, oh, you should do this, or oh. He doesn't wear <laughs> knee braces because he thinks it's going to make him slower. He's like, oh, you're going to go get rolled up, have fun with that. <laughs> I've gotten the impression that Jack comes up with some zingers sometimes uh he's the levity of, of the group as far as uh when things get serious you know connor has got that very serious vibe and and you kind of fall into that uh with your anger uh when you're playing so you've got serious you've got anger and then there's jack that just kind of comes in what are some of the things that he says to, to lighten the mood <laughs> jack jack's just not he's a great football player jack will be like thinking about what he's going to eat after the game or like, oh, where are we going to go for this or that. It's like, Jack, we're in the middle of a game. Start thinking about the game, not what you're going to eat. What does he want to eat? It's like, it's like oh, I'm going to get a patty milk at Whataburger later. It's like, okay, Jack. You kind of like a guy that's, that's thinking ahead, though. Yeah, you know, when you think about it, you, you spend all this energy, all the calories that you burn throughout the week. You know, at least his priorities are where they want to be. But what are some of the things that are your routine gearing up to take the field on a Friday night? 
Well, Thursday I gotta go to bed as early as I possibly can. Wake up normal time, like 7.30, and uh, go into school. I do my best to focus on school, but it's hard, so I do that. And then once we uh, get taken out, have our, our lubies, I just start thinking about all the things I can do. I'm gonna start dreaming the beautiful dreams Dodge says, thinking about what the great things I'm gonna do and the very little mistakes I'm going to have against this uh, next team, the team after. Does visualization really help? Well, when I'm thinking about myself, I like thinking about what hand placement I'm going to do. I'm thinking about where I'm going to be on this play and what fronts there is or what the defense is going to do. If you had one goal personally, what what's that goal for 2019? I would like to be first team all district, and I would be satisfied with that, but my dream is to be somewhere in all state. That would be a dream of mine. Well, be in all state, you got to make the state yep. championship yep. game. He's Aiden Kennard, our Shab of the Week. Thanks so much for doing this. Yes, sir. Thank you.